This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. This is Peter and Tricia welcoming you today to Great News and God's Views, a half-hour weekly broadcast on Free FM 89.0, Independent Community Media. We can be contacted by email at greatnews376 at gmail.com. That is greatnews376 at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you. Our worship theme today, Positive Living Comes Through Walking in the Power of Christ. Foundations of Pentecost If, as some legends have it, Theophilus was a lawyer and the book of Acts is Luke's defence brief concerning the value of the apostles, then journeyed Theophilus and noted the changes in these men. And no doubt he had more facts in that first half century of faith than we know. So he contrasted Peter's denials with the boldness of Pentecost, the scattering of the eleven from the cross and their gathering at Pentecost, the doubting of Thomas with the legends of his martyr's death in India, the craven attitude of Peter with his desire to be crucified upside down. We read from Acts chapter 1, beginning verse 1. The former treatise have I made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began to do and to teach, until the day in which he was taken up, after that he through the Holy Ghost, had given commandments unto the apostles whom he had chosen, to whom also he showed himself alive after his passion by many infallible proofs, being seen of them forty days, and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. And, being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which, saith he, ye have heard of me. For John truly baptized with water, but ye should be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. When they therefore were come together, they asked of him, saying, Lord, wilt thou at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? And he said unto them, It is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father has put in his own power, but ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you, and ye shall be witnessed unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. And when he had spoken these things which they beheld, he was taken up and the cloud received him out of their sight. And while they looked steadfastly towards heaven as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, which also said, Ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus which is taken up from you into heaven shall so come in like manner as ye have seen him go into heaven. They became convinced of his continued presence. They were assured in their own minds and hearts that Jesus had overcome death. He appeared to groups of his followers, upon one occasion to more than 500 at one time, at least 10 times following his death and burial. They were convinced that Jesus lived, that Jesus was in their midst. Luke, in closing his gospel, 
says that after the ascension of Jesus, the disciples returned to Jerusalem filled with an abiding joy. These disciples would never understand our concrete signs saying that Jesus is coming soon. He never left them. Our witness to show how Jesus was here and is to return soon may be a skewed emphasis. Surely we need to sandwich in between these emphases the truth that he is presently in our midst. For this is one key to their boldness. They became convinced that Jesus was not through with them. In the interim between the resurrection and Pentecost, the disciples assumed a stance of growth. There was a green edge to their life as they immersed their fellowship in prayer in thinking through the priorities of their experiences of having walked with Jesus and having been witnesses to his conquering of death. He had promised power on them and he realized that they were only at the beginning of this adventure with Jesus, that they were strengthened by one another. Jesus commanded the gathering band of disciples to wait together for what God was about to do. The circle of fellowship formed by human companionship in, in the three years of their following Jesus was nothing compared to the bond forged by the Spirit as they waited in Jerusalem and prayed and pondered the events of these days. They felt to, led to replace Judas to choose another to occupy his place. And so the core of the church to come was being formed. They were willing to wait. Ours is not a waiting society, but we put the emphasis on busyness and activity. But the Bible is insistent that it is in waiting that we must clearly understand who we are and what God can do with us. Waiting time is not wasted time. Jesus waited for 30 years before beginning his ministry. And remember, the disciples were not waiting for God to get ready. They were waiting for God to get them ready. And as they waited, they spent time in prayer and study and fellowship. Our next music today, The Old Rugged Cross, written by George Bernard, an American Methodist evangelist in 1913. Popularized during Billy Sunday, evangelistic crusades have been performed by many of the 20th century's most important recording artists. The Old Rugged Cross. I love an old cross with a tear. 
listening to Great News and God's Views on Free FM 89.0 Independent Community Media. We continue with Like a River Glorious. When Frances Havergal was holidaying the south of Wales in 1876, she caught a severe cold accompanied by inflammation of the lungs. Hearing so ill she was and she might die, she replied, If I'm really going, it's too good to be true. Her friends were amazed at how peacefully she received this information. She did survive that illness, and later that year she wrote the hymn Like a River Glorious, in which she pointed to the source of her perfect peace. Stayed upon Jehovah, hearts are fully blessed, finding, as he promised, perfect peace and rest. Like a River Glorious.
Let the chips fly. I want to succeed. John Maxwell relates a story in his book, Be All You Can Be, about a Stanford University psychologist who did an experiment on productive attitudes. His thesis was that we live for productive result or fruit. The researcher hired a professional logger from a logging camp. The psychologist informed him he would pay double what he got in the logging camp if he would take the blunt end of an axe and just beat a log all day. The logger was told he would never have to cut one piece of wood. The man thought it sounded like easy money and accepted the offer. For half a day, the man swung the blunt end of the axe, doing nothing to the wood. He then quit. The psychologist quizzed him as to why he quit early. The logger replied, Because every time I move an axe, I have to see the chips fly. If I don't see the chips fly, it's no fun. Maxwell commented, I'm convinced there are many Christians who are using the wrong end of the axes and there are no chips flying. In other words, they're producing no fruit and their joy is gone. Joy has been replaced by a sense of futility, uselessness, immobility. Successful people like to see the chips fly. But how do people let the chips fly to live a successful life? We read from Ephesians 1, Chap beginning at verse 15. Wherefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus, and love unto all the saints, cease not to give thanks to you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that ye may know what is the hope of his calling, and what the riches of his glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us who believe, according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. Far above all principality and power and might and dominion, and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come, and hath put all things under his feet, and given him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that filled all in all. By living a life in, of faith in a dynamic God. Successful living must start and end, living in faith with an all-powerful, all-present, all-knowing, all-wise God. When we grasp for God to serve, we don't have to waver in our living. God doesn't move, we do. As long as we keep close to God, our faith will keep warm. In a previous pastorate, a pastor I knew had an office by the front entrance of the church. The front wall of the office was glass. During Chicago's harsh winters, whenever the front door opened, he would get cold. The designer of the church put the boiler room at the opposite end of the building. Monday to Friday, his secretary and he would shiver from the cold. Often they found their way down to the end of the building where the heat was high. One of the keys to spiritual success is keeping close to the heater, Jesus. Our faith in him must not be moved. By living a life in the spirit of wisdom and relation. By living a life in the spirit of wisdom and revelation. 
A spiritually successful life results from comprehending and applying to life all God's grace through the awesome power of the Holy Spirit. Paul wanted the Ephesians to experience all dimensions of God. When they did, they were sustained during all phases of life's circumstances, the good and the bad. For the disciple to be successful means a deeper, keener and stronger experience with the living God as he reveals himself daily through his spirit. As the spirit takes control, the things of God become more evident and keen by living in hope of a real inheritance. A small town in the South Island was destined to become a large lake for which the works department had built a sizable dam. A man was being interviewed and said that the most painful part of that experience, beside the relocation process, was observing his hometown die. All improvements and repairs stopped. Why worry about building repair when it would soon be covered by water? Why fix the potholes? Why pick up the rubbish? Why paint over the graffiti on the walls? He said for weeks the whole town was in a state of depression prior to the flooding. He made this insightful comment. When there is no hope in the future, there is no power in the present. I'm convinced that for the Christian whose hope is in the resurrection and eternal inheritance, his or her feet will be on the ground with the power of the present. We must not so be heavenly minded that we are of no earthly value. Let the chips fly and live life to its fullest now. We continue with I Know Whom I Have Believed, written by Major Daniel Whittle, with music by James McGranigan. He served in the American Civil War and was wounded at Vicksburg and promoted with the rank of Major at the end of the war and is still widely known among hymn writers as Major Whittle. Settling in Chicago, he became closely associated with D.I. Moody, who successfully encouraged him to go to evangelistic work. Of the 200 hymns he wrote, the most popular are Showers of Blessing and the one we play now, I Know Whom I Have Believed.
we continue with How Firm a Foundation. This is Peter and Tricia thanking you for joining us today for great news and God's views on Free FM 89.0 Independent Community Media. We invite you to listen in every Sunday from 9.30 to 10 for a presentation of historic Bible-based Christianity, highlighting preaching of the Word, classic songs, hymns and spiritual songs. We use only the King James Bible, the authorised version. 89.0 is live streamed from freefm.org.nz or tune in and now on Amazon Echo devices using the Free 89 Alexa skill. We would love to hear your comments on this show. We can be contacted by email at greatnews376 at gmail.com. That is greatnews376 at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you. Our closing music today, I Must Tell Jesus.
Episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.